Okay, today's daf is daf samechei, and in yesterday's mishnah, uh, sorry, yesterday's shiur last mishnah. I keep saying yesterday's mishnah because that's the mishnah we learned at the very end yesterday. Um, the, we began. We saw the debate between some coin found the sheretz in the base of mikdash. What he should do. We saw Machloka Rabbi Yochanan ben Bruka says, you know what? It's best to use. Don't leave tuma there. Best to get out as quick as possible, and you don't want to contact around Thomas. You can even take up on the big day kahuna, which is a belt, and collect it up, and so you can be removed. However, the other opinion is Rabbi Yehud. He says no. It's best to delay somewhat in order to not increase tuma biyadaim. Okay, I mean it's best to try and find this shute uh, kliet, a simple piece of wood. You can remove it in such a way that you won't be uh, spreading tuma any further. So what it's what's called is it better to um, like to get it out as quick as possible. Or is it best to leave it delayed? So let's have a look. The Gemara says that Sheretz um, Nimtza Mikdash. Amr lo Rabbi Yochanan ben Bruka. Lo Nimtzeit Masheh Batuma. Rabbi Yochanan ben Bruka said to Rabbi Huda, according to you, isn't aren't you delaying Tuma, the presence of Tuma in the base of Mikdash? Isn't it best to make it quick as possible to get out of there? And take out the words Amr lo. Lo Nimtzeit Masheh Batuma. You're increasing the time of the Tumas in the base of Mikdash. That's what it sounds like. So Amr lo, the response back was from Yehuda. Mutav laavor al al mitzvah lotasesh lo batliado mi mitzvah lotasesh batliado, which is effectively is like saying it's better to do what's called shav ve'al taaseh is adif, meaning the fact that in tumah's presence in the base of midrash is there for a longer period of time. I'm not actively doing anything. Yes, it's extending and staying there. However, by you going ahead and using the big day kahuna and matamer biadayim. That's worse. So in other words, it's idea of being passive and not actively engaging in an Avera is better. That's what's kind of the debate. And we see, the Gemara says, is that we see this in other contexts as well. And what I've tried to show in this big table is all the three cases where you see on the right side, it's best to, say, get involved and get rid of it, whereas the other side is the shit of saying Shavalt Se'adi. Okay? So we'll see how it works. Let's have a look. So Amra Yossi Barbun. Atia ilin agnim plukta ke ilin plukta. We see another machloket. Atin and tamar. We've got a mishnah. We learned back in Masechta Chala. Keitzad mishin Chala. Oh, actually, we haven't learned Chala. This is going to be in Masechta Pesachim. My mistake. Keitzad, which is the next Masechta. Keitzad mafrishin Chala betuma biyomtov. How is it you separate Chala betuma on Yomtov? We're talking about Pesach itself. Now the problem is as follows. I've tried to include it in the chart here. On Pesach, you're making dough. You can't let it become chametz. Otherwise, you're over on balyarad balyamatze. However, I can't separate challah and cook it because this challah is tameh and it's not fit for anybody to eat it. The coins can't eat challah that's tameh. So therefore, I'm, in other words, it's not, therefore it's not considered melechet ochel nefesh. And then, uh, how can I have, therefore, how can I bake it to stop from coming chametz? Similarly, I can't just go ahead and burn it because burning truma that's tameh and yontav is not allowed. As we said, ein sorfim kodshim beyontav. You're not allowed, like, just a psule kodshim, you can't burn yontav, so you can't burn so what do you do? How do you mafrish chala and yonta? So Rabbi Lezer says, he says, What you do, you break up the small little rolls, which is great. Then you bake it all. Now, there's no problem of baking this chala that's tameh because each little bun that's there is ra'ui at that point to be eaten. And then what you do is you koreshem truma on one of the buns, that way you stop becoming chametz, and then you leave it there to burn on its own. That's what that's actually a little detail. Then Batera says, no, take out some dough, and tatil litzonin, you take some do you have and you chuck it in cold water to prevent it from leavening. 
Okay, we have to understand the different opinions here why this works. By the way, in that Mishnah, you'll see that there's another opinion here that the Korban, the Korban Eder fills in. And that's opinion of Yoshua says, Since it's not yours, it belongs to the Kohen. There's not considered, and we know all it goes to a Kohen, but you don't know which Kohen it belongs to. It's not, you wouldn't be over by your Bayamatsa. The issue by your Bayamatsa is, meaning not having Chametz in possession, is your Chametz. Meaning, you know, if you walk through a marketplace and you see Chametz, you're not over on anything. So therefore, it's not your, it's not your problem. I'd be simply separate, put on the side, and if it becomes Chametz, it becomes Chametz. That's not your problem. That's what Rabbi Shua says. However, it's interesting here that Rabbi Chaim doesn't really bring that because it seems to be that he continues at the, that, You'll see how he continues. He, he basically says is that why is it the Rebeliezer doesn't like the opinion of Ben Batera? Ben Batera's opinion was that simply takes them out and put it in cold water. Because the concern is that you might not do it properly and it'll end up turning into chametz. And I want to avoid that at all costs. And therefore, so what I'm going to do, it's better for me to break in these small little rolls than bake it up. And then effectively, in some parts, it doesn't become chametz. And the one that's meant to be the, the, the one that eventually that I referred to after it's already baked as being chametz, I'll leave it in there to get that. So the Gemara says as follows: Amolor of Yeshua, Yeshua asks the Kashan Rebbeliezer, What are you doing by leaving in there? Aren't you then burning kodshim beyonto? So Amolor Rebbeliezer, Rebbeliezer says, Me'alehem nisrafim. They're getting burnt on their own. Now. What's the debate here? Reb Chaim says is that um, here he says Malem Nisrafim meaning Ayidei Meshayrim Betanur by being leaving in the tunnel they get a burn on their own. De'ilu lahachnisan letanur because putting in the tunnel is not a problem. Because Sharia Al Yidei Harama because I can do it by way of you know trickery or not, or, or not trickery but by saying any I could possibly both if I don't designate which one of these roles is challah yet as a gift to the Kohen. I'm using Haram, it says I could be eating any of them, therefore I can put them all in there. However, Rabbi Yoshua doesn't like this. He says, He doesn't like that. Why? Because when you put them all in, your diet is going to be that one of them will remain there. Eventually, one of them is going to be Chala. Therefore, you're, it's like you're doing Biyadayim being Sorep, Kodjim Biyantav. Okay, now the Gemara says, Amalo, now here, Rukhobanenda says Amalo Rebeliezer, which I think, uh, the, um, Reb Chaim sort of quotes here. So he says, but one second, Lo nimtza over al balyire u balyimatze. So Reb Chaim says that she'im lo tizar yafe, if you're not careful, it's gonna tach mitz, misha lo, asmilo nimtza over balyire al balyimatze. If you're not careful when you tatil betzone and you put it in the cold water, you don't do it properly, you're gonna be over on balyire balyire balyimatze. Now listen to this. So you see, here you see the same rationale on this side, on the left side of the page being applied that we Rabbi Hood applied to the above, which is, no. He says, Meaning it's better to be over of Balyere or Balyamatze that you're not doing a Masa Biyadayim, meaning you're simply living there for uh, to meet Chametz, to do a mesa, like you're saying, really, as you're putting the rolls in the oven, that's going to list off a biadine, that's going to end up burning a biadine. Okay? So that's, again, that's that same tension, that same debate. Meaning what you're doing to try and avoid biadine that hasn't yet arrived, you're doing another avera, biadine, which is, according, this is Rabbi Shul's understanding of Rabbi Yezer, because he doesn't rely on this harama, you're, you're doing Srefa Kodshin Biyantan. Oh, it's really Trumatmeya, but it's like Srefa Kodshin Biyantan. 
Whereas again, Rabbi Shu was defending against Rabbi Matera. I'll tell you why he has to be defending Rabbi Matera in a minute. But because he's saying by if Ben Matera leaves it, but Sonnen doesn't get it right, it's just something becomes Mimele on its own later by, down the track. Now, the reason why I said it has to be like he's defending Rabbi Matera because Rabbi Kuna Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua holds it's not even by Rabbi Yamatzek, if you recall. As I said to you in the fill in the blanks part, Rabbi Yeshua said it's not Einze. Um, I think that's why Rabbi Chaim explains the suga like this. Because it says, um, uh, because it's not even your, so there wouldn't, there wouldn't be an Easter about your Rebbe by your master. Okay. That's why I say Rishul seems to be, I think Rebbe Chaim and Rishul is referring to, uh, defending the member Torah. Okay. That's debate number two, where we see again aligning nicely. Um, just as we saw Rebbe Yehuda, Gary Yochanan and Brooker says it's best to remove the tomb as quick as possible, the Adaim. You know, Master Adaim, whereas Rebbe Yehuda says it's better be passive. I want to not lafushe tuma. I prefer it to be there a longer period of time so I can find a way of getting it out. So do we find the same debate with Rebbe Ezer and Matero with Yeshua in terms of what's the best approach for this, this chalat from Tmeya on Pesach itself? Is it best to effectively al-yideharama burn kodshim biyadayim, do maaseh biyadayim? Or it's best not to, and if it comes to chalam, that's something that happened passively. Okay, next debate. Um, let's say you got blood from two different korbanot that require one's rikata dam, like the maaser, things like that. Um, and they got mixed together. Not a problem. I just simply do one's rika for the mixture of the blood and I'm okay. Matana arba, matana arba. If I've got two korbanot that require, now it says four's record here, but it's not really four's record. The korban that requires four's record is actually a korban at the top. What it means is those korbanot require what's called the shtaim shana arba, where the coin comes and goes on two opposing corners that have the sort of at the base of them. So that would be the south, west, and northeastern corners. And he does zrika on those corners. And it, as it hits the corner, it's shtaim that splits and hits effectively all shen arba. So again, you have two korbanot that got mixed together that require these four inverted commas zrikot. Um, That's not a problem. It is shtaim shen arba. What happens though if you've got matan ach arba the matan echad? What if there's a mixture of blood that requires four and one? What do you do? You, you, what's the problem? You're going to run into a problem as follows: If I only do matan echad, then I'm not doing enough for the korban that's whose blood required arba. And if I do arba for the mixture, then I'm doing more than the, for the korban that required one. So Rabbi Eliezer says, "You know, to matan arba, do shneim arba, and that's how you solve the problem." Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you should do only one. So Amar lo, over what are you doing? How can you say only do one? Are you over on Baltigra? Because one of the korbanot in the mixture required the Shtayim Shana Arba, you're only doing one. So Amar um, le Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, one second. If you're doing Shtayim Shana Arba for the whole mixture, lo nimtze over Baltosif, aren't you being over on Baltosif? Because one of the korbanot in the mixture that only required one Zrika, you're doing you're doing too much. By the way, Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is, I can just view the other blood in there, Kamein. That's what he says. That's why it doesn't work. It's not considered Baltosif, according to Rabbi Eliezer. However, once again, take out the words Amar Lo. He says, therefore, Rabbi Yeshua says, if there's going to be a problem of Baltigra or Baltosif, there's a tension there. Once again, that same expression. It's best then only to do one zrika. So therefore, I'm passively, if you like, being over on Baltigra, rather than actively doing the extra zrika, like you're saying, Rebbe and then you're being over at the Isra of Baltosif Okay. 
Okay, so again, we've seen the debate. We've seen three three different debates that have this uh, this tension of faulty gravel to see. You know, you get my point. Okay, let's continue. This is the next debate. Tamantinian and Hichnis Roshov and Atan Venatachal Tnuchosno. So Yadov and Atan Albohon Yadov. What's this referring to? This is the mission of Mesech the Nagayim, and we're dealing with a a um a Metzora right that needs Tahara. Now he he's a mechusek kipurim. He can't go in, he can't go inside the base amigdash to have the dam and the setra that we place on his thumb. It's an ear, thumb, and toe. So how does he do so? So I'll read you Reb Chaim here. He says matzora should to end bishmini. This is eighth day of his tara process. He requires the matan dam of the shem and the blood from the sham and the and the um, and the shem and the oil to be on his bohanyad regel bechenal tenuch ozen. Okay, from on his thumb, toe, and in his or in, by in his ear. Okay. Why lefisha in mechusek kipurim nichnesi lazara. So he can't go inside to get the blood placed there. And the blood can't go outside the Azara, because if it goes outside the Azara, it'll become parcel. So what does he do? Or the Mitzor would stand by Shar Nikonor, which is a gate between the Ezrat Nashim and the Azara, or the Ezrat Israel Azara. And what would he have? Machnis Rosh by the stick his head in first, and the blood will be placed on his ear. To be a mixed simply slightly going in, that's not considered over, that's considered complete beer, as if it's going But in also, and that is only Midravana. The first opinion in this Mishnah is the Machnis Rosh Yadol He does head, takes his head out, thumb, head out, toe, and then, so then out as well. Rabbi Yehuda's palig in that Mishnah, he says, no, it's best to what? You put all three inside, so head, toe, and thumb, all kind of inside, still rubo being outside, so it's still considered biyot mikta, so a bit of an acrobatic act he's trying to do here. Because it's best to do it in a way all at once, rather than many times going in and out in this biyot mikta. So that's what seems to debate. Do I do it piece by piece, like limb by limb, or do it all these three p- components inside while keeping most of his bodies outside? So the Gemara says as follows. Um, we see there's actually a stira. Now here you've got Drabanan, but it's actually, a, if we switch it, Shittate Drabanan we have to have first, not Rabbi Huda. You see there's stira Rabbanan. Now the assumption is that there are Chachamim or the Rabbanan in, in, uh, in the Mishnah, in, uh, in the Gayim, is Rabbi Yochanan Mibrukah in our Mishnah. Why? What do we say? There, it's, Rabbi Yochanan says, you know what, it's best you you minimize the amount of tumor as, as, as possible by doing little bits in, like just your thumb in, your ear in, and your toe in, bit by bit. So it's asular botbatum, if you like. Whereas, Rabbi Yochanan Buka says, in our mission, if you find the sheretz, not a problem, grab the belt off, in order to get out as quick as possible. Okay, isn't that a stira? So he says, no, that's not a stira. Taman Shemiachnis Roshovrobi Onish Karat. He says, no, the reason why Rabbi, the Chachamim or Yochanim and Bruka says in the Mishnah Nagaim that you should do it only of ear, then only of thumb, only your toe, because there's a real major concern that you'll be over on the Isu Karat. Because if as you're doing this acrobatics, trying to get your, your ear, your toe, your thumb in, you actually rubo goes inside, you're over an isokarat of being going into the um sorry, something is tame, sorry, going to the going to the Azara. Um, sorry. However, here it's a different story altogether. The sheret is already in there. 
Um, so in other words, since the tumor is already in there, it's best to simply get it out. Okay. Um, and if you don't get it out, the tumor is there. It's what's called shihui tumor. It, the the tumor is going to be having tumor in the base of meat. It's best to get out quick as possible. Okay. So once again, how do you understand the, how do we resolve the Rabbanan to use the terminology of the Chachamim? In the case of Sheretz Bemikdash, why does Rabbi, why does Rabbi Yochanan Mabruka says, quickly use the, Lafushi Tuma, don't mind, as long as we can get this tummy out there as quick as possible, use the belt, because the whole time the Tuma's there, it's a problem. It's present in there. I want to get out as quick as possible. Okay? Why does Rabbi Yochanan then, so in other situation that I should just do little, like ear, toe, and thumb one by one, if there it was best to get it, get all done as quick as possible. No, there it's a different concern. The concern is that he might actually fall in and most of his body goes in and it'll be over his sukkara. That's why he says there we've got to be much more careful. Only ear, your ear at a time, then the thumb, then the toe. Now the Gemara says, okay, what about Shittu Rabbi Yehuda? Machlifa Shittu Rabbi Yehuda. Taman Amrim Mutalarim, Bechwama Asularim. There, when it says Larim, Harim sort of sounds like Lashon of Harama, but Larim, we were saying, is Mutalach Nishloshtam Kechad. Meaning you're allowed to put all three in together. So what's interesting here, I couldn't review Huda, it's, it's muta, what's called laharbotuma. In the case of Matsura, it's, it's muta if you put the thumb, toe, and ear all at the same time. Whereas, ah, Mishnah Taman, uh, sorry, the Vecho Amar Asularim, where it's here, it's best to leave the sheret where it is and try and find a way of removing without increasing tuma. So what's going on? By Matsuri, allowed to increase tuma by, uh, by, by the case of the sheret and the base of you're not allowed to. So he says, very simple answer. Taman, stave plata zimnin. You got it wrong. Why does Rebbe Uda say that it's best to do all in one, you know, earlobe, toe and thumb in one go? Because if you don't do it that way, you're going in and out three times. So it's, it's best to get it over and done as quick as possible. Not, in other words, it's, it's an issue of quantity. It's, it's like, um, frequency or concurrency, whatever it is. Like, like the periods that are going in, best to get that done as quick as possible. However, but what is the, what is the exact, what's the exact isura? What's the solution of the Torah? Lo yachnis or lo yikones or lo yovoi? I'm not sure. I, I, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know. But the, the in any event, it's only it's when I say only it's it's under Rabbanan because it's not Rubo's not going in, okay. Ah, okay. It's still it's still under Rabbanan, but it still it's best to get it done as quick as possible, even though it's dealing with the Rabbanan. That's why I do it all in one go. However, um, here, however, the tumor's already inside it, so therefore, therefore, if she la latzet below shahut below tumor. Therefore, it's better what to leave it there and not increase too much further. That's your review order. And then for some, uh, try and find a clee like this, this um, simple paddle, strictly which I can come and remove it. Okay. Now, Rab Chaim takes out the next couple of lines. He takes that out. Now, let's continue. What happens if you're, in the, you're, you're taking out the tumor? And as you're taking out a hotel, I love. So you're taking a place where you're meant to take it out because of Chayel Karat, like the Mishnah said. But Nafal, and as he's taking it out, Lafal, it fell from, say, the paddle or the, or the belt. Um, the place where not Chayel Karat. So in other words, if it was found there, you wouldn't have to remove it. Okay, but as you're taking it out of the base of Mishnah, it falls prematurely from where, like, removing it completely from the base of Mishnah. So the question is, do we say that since already this Sheretz had a din on it that you can take it outside, that you can pick it, continue to pick it up and remove it, or now it's in a makom that does, that you're not allowed to move it on Sha- on on Shabbos. Therefore, you seem you just get psachdar and cover it over. Or even if you say 
that since it has a din latzet, I can take it out and then I can, even if it falls in the place that's not chayib karad, I can pick it up and continue. Do we say matzah acher What if it falls and it falls next to another sheretz? The fact that I can pick up this sheretz, agav, can I take the other sheretz that's next to it? Oh no, it's only the sheretz at a din of hotza'ah, if you like, that was in the, that was found in Nazara. Only that one I can now pick up and retrieve and continue on its journey. Um, because because that was near let's say another one you have to leave there that's a question left as a question okay now this uh, the parak ends quite, quite beautifully you'll see what I mean it says now here the understanding of tzavad is tongs in order to produce tongs you need other tongs and this is a famous mission as you know in from Perkava it says so the, this is making reference to that savta savta kadmaita mahavut who, how do they, if, if one sava with chicken egg problem, if you need a sava to produce another sava, where the first sava come from? It says, Bria Havut. It was actually from the Shishim, it was one of the things of my separation that was created for Adam. If you recall, there's a debate there whether that was indeed the case. Another opinion is you can actually make it with a mold. But in other words, that's, that's the point. Now the question is, Amarav Chanina, Kumei Ravmana, Ma'at Amarla. In other words, it, for me, it feels like, Mani Why are we bring this here? We've just been talking about tumor and tara and, 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 and issues of xeras and rabbana. That's what we, the whole peric. It's like we used to say when I was young, you know, what's, you know, what's, what, um, what's this got to do with the pacifist in China? Like, why are you mentioning this, uh, the tzavat? So, uh, so Amale says, mitzavta achat lamdu kamat svitot, vako mishvita achat lamdu kamat Now, the way Rukhaim explains this is brilliant. He says, just like a tzavat produces other tzavat, Savta, like one tong can produce, is used to produce many. So too when it comes to shvutim. Now, before I read Chaim, what that means is, when Korban Eida, Keshem Shem Matzavat Achat Nasu Kamatzvatot, Kach Mishvut Echad, Lamdu Kamishvitot. So, so too, from one shvut, you can learn many other shvitot as well. But Reb Chaim, beautifully, what he does is he relates this to the, mach- the machlok we saw Rabbi Shimon. I'll read your inside. He says, Bala fresh time with Rabbi Shimon. So if you recall, we had this kinor, this, this lyre or harp in the base of Migdash. That if it, if it was nifsak, the string, one of the opinions was that you could simply tie it with a knot in the middle. It says, even though that's, even, even that's also only a shvut, because again, we said, since it's a knot in the middle, you're not going to leave it there forever. It's not a kesher shakaimahu. In other words, if you recall, Rabbi Yudah says, even a knot in the middle, despite the fact that's only a shvot, since it's karov to a malacha doraisa, because it's a knot, you can't do it. You can only use an aniva, if you recall, like a bow or something like that. So therefore, so why is it the Rabbi Yehuda didn't like that knot in the middle, despite the fact it's not shal kayama, and you're gonna, it's, cause it's not gonna leave it there, you're gonna undo it, and still a shvot? What's in one shvot and the other shvot? This is the answer. Because if we allow this kshira, this not, even though it's not shokaima, you're going to come to the chatat. Because if you allow this kshira, it looks like a kesha shokaima, despite the fact you're not going to leave it there a long time as a shvot, it looks like a shokaima, people are going to come very quickly to do other kshirim. And therefore it's ketzavat hazu. It's like these tongs. Shimemena said kamatzvatot through this one tong produces many tongs. Af kashira zul, so to this kashira, if I allow it, goreret ima, it's going to produce, it's going to bring with it kashirot acherot, other kashirot, she'aserut Torah, that are also going to be dvar Torah. In other words, 
It's like, it's Ezuchamor et olad. In other words, I see this, I can see what these tongs, if you like, that, that we're allowing, what that's going to produce. It's going to end up leading to Israel to erase if Allah, despite the fact it's a Shvot, despite the actual Mutar on Shabbos in the base of Migdash, I only allow doing a bow because this, this other Kesher that is Enoshot Kayama that you call a Shvot, that will end up producing its children, if you like. It's going to come to other Kesherim that are going to be Um, and as we know quite clearly, even though they say, oh, not all Shvutim are equal. In other words, we saw previously, not all Shvutim are indeed Mutar. Which I think is very nice, because once again, we're tying this, uh, this, uh, this, um, this maimer of like a perka avot, like sabbat and mesheshemes reishis, to be a critical piece he's using as part of his argument. We saw in the final mishnah, going to be Rabbi Shimon that last statement, which is a bit uh, needed explaining on its own. And the chachami. With that, we say adron lach perka mot zitzvilin v'slikamah masechet teruven v'siyatet shemay baruch hashem. Okay, and amit hashem. Tomorrow we begin masechet psachet. Oh yeah, mazel tov. I enjoyed this session. I like everything. Thank you. All right, hope you did too. Perfect. Absolutely. I did. <laughs>